World Cup Road Trip is supported by supersimplecards.com. Uh, get a 6, 10 or 12 pack of greeting cards. You know that panicky moment when you've got the present and you don't want to spend 11 bucks on some high concept card. Well, this is the answer for you. Um, use the offer code World Cup and get super simple cards. No trees are cut down to make the cards. All recycled material printing uses only vegetable oil-based inks, so they're totally compostable. Find a link in the show notes or go to supersimplecards.com to get 10% off your order when you use the code World Cup. The Russians have landed. So Roman has got some complimentary Russian cheese Souvenir coins he's handing out at the World Cup. So if you want to take one, he's coming along to offer them to you. I love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're here in Ulyanovsk and we're about to get on the bus to Samara. And I'm speaking with the chef from our hotel. You touched my heart yesterday, Roman. You you gave us all a World Cup coin of, yes. of twenty five uh, of of, of, of twenty five. Maybe maybe I take you another uh, coin. You give me more coins. I'll give okay, you fifty. Okay, okay, okay. I take you and more. Take take please. Thank you. I'm speaking to Roman. I'm about to get on the bus from Ulyanovsk to Samara. And Roman is the chef here at the hotel. And you're giving us all special World <laughs> Cup coins. It's... Mm, I... Oh, my English is so bad. Sorry. Your pleasure? Uh, yes. I pleasure uh, you. Uh, and I love your Australian supporters. I believe I go to Australia... And I find you, and we uh, take beer, take uh, food, and uh, see on the Australian team. That would be wonderful, Roman. Now, is it true that you are on the Russian TV show mm-hmm. where yes, you yes. cook like Gordon Ramsay type show? Yes, yes. It's a Russian Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> Russian Hell's yeah, Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Were you a winner? Uh, no, I I go to home on the semifinal. Oh, you went. You got kicked out on the semi-final. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what what dish did you make and lose with? Oh, look. not dish. It's a situation, a, a bad situation. Uh, and Russian Gordon Ramsay say, "Roman, go 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 to the home." <laughs> what was the bad situation? Um, uh, I don't know. Just bad situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, in terms of Russian football, you must be so excited about the win last night. Yes, uh, perfect win. Yes. You, you feel... I, I, I'm proud for the Russian team. And finally, I believe you are a Chelsea fan, a massive Chelsea fan for many years. And you have how many shirts? I have uh, one, uh, 100 shirts, I think. 100 shirts? Yes. Yes. And what's your favorite shirt? Uh, my favorite shirt, uh, I don't know what's this color. I just. Uh, my favorite shirt. Uh, I'm looking at a photo here where all your 200 shirts are all laid out next to each other. Yeah. So you were a Chelsea fan even before uh, Roman Abramovich, another Roman. Yes, it's very rare shirts. Oh. It's. Um, uh, it's light blue. It's uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, like, uh, uh, like uh, I don't know. Maybe green. It's a greeny color. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. teal. 
Yeah, teal. teal. Yeah. It's, it's my lovely shirt. Well, I, I love the shirt. I know we've loved meeting you, Roman. And thank you for thinking to get um, some of these Russian coins for us uh, mm-hmm. and to give me some new Russian coins. I, with... take, I take coin every supporters. Oh, you're a good man. Every. What a lucky people we are to have had you as our hotel <laughs> yes. chef. Please win next game. Thank you. Good luck to Russia. And I love you all supporters and I love you Australia. Thank you. So we're on the bus in Ulyevnosk and we're trying to escape the city without a police check. Um, it seems to be the national sport, uh, checking buses for documentation and so consequently the greatest tour guide of all time has decided that it was an appropriate soundtrack was the theme from The Great Escape. Personally I think we've got about as much chance as Steve McQueen did <laughs> jumping a fence but we're gonna give it a crack. I've ended up at a party, Francis, you're not going to believe this, but I've ended up at a party on the outskirts of Samara, and I'm talking to a couple of blokes who are interested in the gambling side of things. The World Cup, obviously punning big in sport around the world, and I've met a a couple of blokes who work on the, I guess, the bookmaking side of things. Um, What's your name, mate? Tim Heath from Australia. Yeah. But living in Estonia, running a sports book. And yes, I'm uh, Nils Hollander from uh, Germany, living in Estonia, and like at the moment retired. <laughs> so uh, you look like you're a about... professional punter, bookmaker. So you look like you're about 21. How did yeah. you manage to retire by your age? Well, I sold my company last year and just like taking it easy right now. Yeah. Looking for the next big gig. And so like, having fun in Zamara with Tim. <laughs> So Tim, tell me about bookmaking on a World Cup. Like, what, what sort of what game is on tonight? Can Look, we got Iran and uh, who are they playing? Iran and Spain. Yep, yeah. that's right. Uh, there's a lot of money on the game. It's a very interesting. In fact, a lot of our punters are on Iran. So you actually are not wanting an Iran. I'm result. looking for the draw. Always looking for the draw. I don't know why the punters don't want the draw. The bookmakers want the draw. And uh, and so. When you look at the... So what would you hold tonight? Like what's, oh, we've probably got about five million on the game right now. Uh, but we've got the Brazilian game on Friday. I reckon we'll be up to about 15, 20 million on the game. And so where do you teeter, one way or the other? Like what, What's the difference to you in a night? Because we quite calmly watch the end of Uruguay versus Saudi Arabia. And Uruguay were holding a 1-0 lead. And you were not... We were eating barbecue and having a beer. And it wasn't like you were sweating. Tony, I think the funny thing is it depends in Russia how much vodka you've had. Exactly. And if you've had a few vodkas under... You, you stop worrying about it that much because mathematics looks after itself. But the vodka certainly helps you get through that stage. But it's, it's wonderful to see the action coming through. The World Cup's amazing. Samara's amazing. Russia's amazing. I was in Moscow last night watching the Russian fans driving around tooting their horns everywhere. It's just like I didn't believe Russia would get behind the Russian team. But a 5 nil, a 3-1, they're going to top their group. This country's going off. Putin must have been uh, quite strategically well placed with a few driveways, but uh, he's doing all right. And um, it's good to see the country get behind it. You know, like Russian hospitality is like le- legendary, and uh, I think they're like li- really like living up to the standards. It's amazing. The question is, who's going to win the whole World Cup? Who do you think? Now, my money's on uh, Belgium. So now, now tell me your money. My, I'm a punter as well. 
but I'm a bookmaker in the same in the same time. So what 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 would be the best result for you as a bookmaker? At the moment, Argentina not to win. So there's huge money, is there? Huge money in Argentina. Because everyone thinks they they're a good side, they'll go well at the World Cup, but of course they had disappointing uh, three preceding results. Yeah, but I think it's uh, when you've got Messi in there, and they're you know they're a good twelve to one to win the whole thing. We've had a lot of money coming on on a, on a long shot, so our exposure is quite large on Argentina. Argentina only got Messi. They're depending too much on Messi. I agree. I agree, and that's why I'm not that worried about it. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking we'll see a team in the semi-final which nobody expected. A team like Belgium. Belgium will be or, there. Or Croatia. Croatia. I like yeah. it. They're the guys who wear the uh, aprons. Yeah. Yeah, they, they the, can do very nicely. The song we sang in uh, Stuttgart in 2006 was. Your shirt is a tablecloth. Your shirt. Is a tablecloth. Your shirt is a tablecloth. Your shirt is a tablecloth. Your shirt is a tablecloth. Oh, but can I say, why didn't we have VAR in 2006? Because Italy versus Australia, that wasn't a penalty. Oh, I don't know if it was. Do you know that I have a T-shirt that has a um, a ghosted image of Lucas Neal bringing down uh, what's his name? Some, uh, some, yeah, some. yeah. I had I had that as a T-shirt with the words maybe it wasn't penalty. Maybe it was. It. Well, if we had VAR, yeah. maybe VAR could have looked after us as opposed to Australia versus France, where VAR certainly didn't look after us. So what about Tim Cahill? I'd say get him on tomorrow. Yeah. Bring him on. Yeah. Now we have a few Danes over here. Morton, Morton. We have a, we have a random Danish person coming Come on, here. random Danes. Morton, Morton. Come on, random Danish person. His name, is, his name is Morton. I haven't met him. Australian television here. Yeah. Australian radio. We have a random Dane here. Thinks Denmark can win tomorrow. So tell us. Oh, yeah. We're going to win 4 1. Why can Denmark win tomorrow? Why? Why? That's what I say, it's an age team. I mean, they've got heart, no skill. So who have you got that's a, a, a gun? Which Mustafa have you got? Oh, we've got Christian Eriksen. He's the king of the world. Yeah. You love him? Yeah, when we, came home, home, when we come home, we've won the World Cup. We'll crown him King Christian. King Christian, He's going to okay. be king of Denmark. What about but, Princess Mary? So it would, oh, well, she might have to change her position. Yeah, what, to a different shit, husband? Shit happens, man. <laughs> oh, it's so well, it is. Look, uh, it, it worries me that you think that, but I do think that Ericsson is of a quality higher than any Australian player. But then, who in Australia can score the goals? Tommy Rog- Rodic. Rogic. Rogic. Yeah. Uh, maybe he wears a tablecloth. Maybe. Well, Tim Cale's too old, so probably no one. I don't know. Um, you think nobody? So old? you really think four-one? Too old. You really think four-one? Yeah, I four do. one. I See, think one one. Mate, you can leave the fucking party right now. Excuse me for swearing. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> you think pantsing? You think of pantsing? Denmark dominate. No, no, no. I just think well, we'll score two goals and counter attack. Uh, and that'll set it out. Well, you guys will need to go ahead because well, weren't you a bit lucky with the VAR last game versus Peru? I don't think we were lucky. I mean, they have awarded the penalty against Denmark. I mean, just because well, you've got a random guy who's got a very, very difficult time hitting the goal from a penalty spot. I mean, that's hardly VAR's fault. So, do you, so you think that Australia is the worst team in the group? Uh, I don't know to be honest. I'm bullshitting a bit. Um, <laughs> Peru was really, really good. They were, they were genuinely good. Denmark played like shit. So, but yeah. what about France? 
France, well, it's 11 players, not a team. Yeah. So you think you can handle them? Probably, uh, not, probably not, probably France not. France I mean, they've got work champions, not a champion team. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Could be. But France Could will be in the semi-final. France will be in the semi-final. And where will Germany end up? Quarter-final, unfortunately, I guess. Really? I guess. Yeah. Germany will strike back, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I hope semi-final, but like, I don't think we'll like... Uh, but you never know. Like in 2010, uh, Spain also like lost their first match and they still became world champion. But it's so much pressure on Germany and you could like really see that because like no, so far in World Cup history, not one team ever defended the title. Yeah. And uh, people thought like Germany could be the first team to do it, but like after the first match, I have my uh, my doubts to be honest. You were very calm because when Germany lost the other night, Niels, yeah, you weren't my, so calm. I lost, I lost my shit, that's true. I, I admit that, I lost, yeah, I, um, yes. La Cucaracha, La Cucaracha. And our Iranian uh, reporter here, Cam, what do you think about Iran tonight? Iran tonight have played the type of game which frustrates an AFL fan in the sense that they've they're laid like down and... They're playing like Carlton. No, no, as in they've laid down and clasped a non-existent injury to waste as much time as possible with no recrimination. Very frustrating. So what's the score out there? Nil all. Nil all. But Iran got like two options, we're not getting executed. I mean, it's, so it's the most motivated team at the World Cup. <laughs> What's that? It's the most motivated team at the World Cup. Well, if you're facing execution, you'd be fucking, you'd be motivated, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but is that how you get the best out of your players? <laughs> yes, sir. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win the whole World Cup? South Valley South Valley. South Africa are not in the tournament this year. Yeah. Who's going to win? I think it's just It's not going to be Brazil. It's going to be a European team with beef, Germany, and France. I think it's Italy. You know what? Here's one of the left field. I reckon Argentina. No. But that's the one that'll hurt you, right? You're because we. Yes, but I've got a couple of bucks on them myself. So you're covering. Well, I'm not You're left. Lying, I'm, not, I'm not left pocket to right pocket, but I wouldn't mind. Us. I like Messi. All right? Messi's a great player, but I hate to see them lose. Actually, yeah. I, I'd love to see them lose because for the book it'd be great. But one of our big affiliates, James over here, who do you think should win, and uh, who's going to win tomorrow? This is James from BidEdge.com. <laughs> what am I on? You're on my podcast. ABC yeah. Radio. This is very, very high caliber betting analysis. Hello, hello, Courtney. Tomorrow, uh, could be Denmark, Australia, or the draw. Is that, is that one X two? Is it or? <laughs> so we've, now, now, actually, interestingly enough, though, uh, and, and it's true that you do know our producer, right? It's just a coincidence, but yeah. yeah. What's, what's your name, Jones? You're James. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm James from BitEdge.com, and I went to high school with your producer, Courtney. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's, and a very he's good a Bitcoin good, affiliate, I'll tell you what. Old friend of mine, yeah. And, uh, and, and tell us your job in the whole gambling scenario. Uh, so I run BitEdge.com. It's a Bitcoin gambling information website. So you can't, you can't gamble on, on BitEdge. Uh, it's just information about gambling. So say you, if you wanted to make a bet tomorrow with Bitcoin... You, you, maybe you don't know what's the best Bitcoin sports books or what are the different types of bets on soccer. So you probably put something into Google. What is the best Bitcoin sports book, James? <laughs> uh, sportsbet.io. Oh, that's a... Yeah. Well done. <laughs> it's good. Uh, so you geo-block Australia, UK and USA. Yes, because of uh, Ellen Tudge, if you're listening. Uh, my brother's not happy with you and neither am I. <laughs> is there a question? 
So, what's your job as a as a you provide information? Does that mean you're a maths guy, just quietly? Uh, no, it means I'm, I'm a communicator. So I, I, I make blog posts and write write reviews, um, make written content. I'm so, a content guy. So, so when you look at Denmark Australia tomorrow, yeah. what yeah. is your content? Are we, are we outsiders? Are we? Is Denmark the favourite, or is there? Is there? What are the factors that jump to the fore? Um, the odds tell you everything you need to know. If Denmark are the favourite, it's because they're probably going to win. Denmark are the favourite, and they are probably going to win. No. So, yeah. <laughs> no. So I, I follow the odds, and that's one thing we have on VidEdge is we have odds comparisons. So th- that's the thing you would look at to. I guess my, my best prediction for what happens tomorrow is, is exactly what, what the odds say. Hey, the odds are currently yeah. uh, on the betting bot on Telegram. Denmark 199, Australia 4.2. If you want to go to the draw, you're looking at about 3.15. So when, when they're constructing those odds, what are the the variables that go in to try to make a, a market? Is it past form? Is it uh, the, the, the ratings of play, individual players? Or how do they even dream up an odd like that? So at its most basic level, uh, an odd is a representation of probability. It's the probability of an outcome occurring. So when you ask what goes into the odds, you're asking what makes one outcome how likely to occur. Yeah. Um, in the World Cup, there's actually not a lot of form to go on because there's not that much international football played, right? It's not like club football. So, for example, with the with a team like France in the first game it's hard to predict how well they're going to play because you don't know how well they're going to gel as a team right because they don't play with each other week in week out yeah so the, the odds on international football are based on the players and the recent form of that team and there, there, there's some guesswork but the odds uh, are good predictors. They're, they're the best predictors we have. You, rather than listen to podcasts and media pundits talking about football, you get a much more accurate indication by just checking the odds. So $1.09 for Denmark, three thirty-five for the draw and four twenty for Australia. Accurate? It's the most accurate thing we've got. <laughs> and so, but as you say, that there's not a lot of international... It's, it's more accurate than any, any, any individual's opinion. And so, as you say, there's not a lot of international football play. I always think of the Melbourne Cup. Right. The Melbourne Cup is a race in Australia. You're an Australian. You know it, obviously. But I always think of the odds on that day as being a punter's uh, dreamscape because these, these horses have not met on this track. They've come from all over the world. Uh, Wednesday, for instance. There's, there's wildly... <laughs> there's, there's wildly divergent odds, which you know, and, and maybe there are, on that day, if you if you know what you're doing, um, it, there, there's overlays and underlays to be found everywhere. Um, do you find that the World Cup offers that because of, as you say, suddenly there's international football being played uh, a lot, um, where it is played very little. The the World Cup. You, if you're going to get value in the World Cup, it's going to be on the underdog because there's so much public money on the favourites. 
Yeah, and or I should say the underdog or the draw. Because the way the way most people bet on soccer, they look at the game, they they decide who they think is going to win, and that's who they bet for. Uh, there's very few people betting on the draw, and actually that's how bookmakers make their money on soccer is when there's draws. <laughs> so well, I find it is a very emotional game. So you've got 32 countries in the world, and you've got 32 nations who want to bet on their own country. I'm betting on Australia personally. I think they're not that good a chance to win, but I'm still going to put me 100 bucks on Australia, just in case they do win at $4.20. But the smart money is going on Denmark, of course. Now, all the draw, but you've got 32 countries emotionally betting on their own countries. It's great. You know, there's a lot of money going around sporadically. It's not a Collingwood Carlton game. It's not a Geelong Hawthorne game where you know every year in, year out how Geelong Hawthorne are playing. This is Australia France. The last time Australia France played would have been 50 years ago. And you can't really draw on that form to, to, to make your book. <laughs> oh, well. Come off the bench about in 48. It was a great game. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, how do you put Timmy Cahill against, who's this Danish guy, the uh, Ericsson? How do you put Timmy Cahill against Ericsson? Well, one's going to be on the bench, you know, one's going to be on the bench. I mean, how do you compare those two players? You can't. You can't do it. So there's a lot of emotion going into the World Cup, which gives value, in my opinion. For the punter. Sweep like a true bookmaker. Roll up, roll up. Get your money on. Here, Lacey, Bordeaux Did you just phrase that then gives value to the punter? Yeah. Kind of. He <laughs> did. It was an ad. Yeah. We just we just aired an ad. At a nine percent margin, yeah. The absolute the lack of form to which to predict these matches. But it's the last four hundred. It's a pleasure to the, the last four hundred will be fast on a wet track at uh, Cranbourne. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what we need to do is to go and sing the Soviet national anthem, which we will do at some point. Shall we sing it right now? Uh, if you know it. Well, I mean, we have uh, we did have Russia five nil against the Saudis in the first game, and then three one against last night. What about a little? Where's some uh, Devoski? Nice. No, 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 no. Yeah. World Cup Road Trip is supported by supersimplecards.com. Find a link in the show notes or go to supersimplecards.com to get 10% off your order when you use the code WORLDCUP.